OTB GAA. Through when Mike retired, I became the heaviest player in the dressing room, so I was often on Paul Gadden's back before we games. <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Off the ball daily. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. So the Republic of Ireland women's team will see their maiden voyage to a World Cup coming to an end after Monday's concluding group stage game against Nigeria in Brisbane. Defeats to Australia and Canada mean the girls in green can no longer progress to the last 16. Joining us from Brisbane is our reporter Kathleen McNamee. Kathleen, how are you? I'm all right, John. I'm finally back in Brisbane after about two days of trying to get out of Perth. So <laughs> very happy to be back in familiar surroundings. Uh, Nice buzz about the city tonight. France are playing, uh, or sorry, Brazil are playing later. So there's been lots of Brazilian fans all around the place, bringing a little bit of colour to the city. It sounds like you were at Men at Work song. You were in a Friday combi trying to get from uh, Perth to Brisbane over the last couple of days, <laughs> Kathleen. Have you seen many Irish fans in your travels in the last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, I've seen loads, to be fair. I mean, Sydney was absolutely full of them. A lot of people had flown from Melbourne for that first game because obviously there were so many tickets on sale for it. Perth, there was definitely a few less and there was kind of more families and stuff that lived quite close to Perth because it's such a trek to travel there from most of um, the rest of the big cities around Australia. And then Brisbane has just been an absolute little hub of Irish fans. You know, everywhere you go, people are stopping you. You know, they see the off the ball mic and they're like, ah, that's someone from home or... Even like the team hotel, you'll often see fans just kind of casually standing outside in case they can catch a glimpse of their favourite player. So it's been really nice. Classically, Irish people are very, very easy to spot. They're either wearing a football jersey or a GA jersey. Um, so you don't really have to look too far to find them. It's uh, kudos to you that you got the off-the-ball branding front and centre in Australia for us, Kathleen. What was the main reason, do you think, why the Republic of Ireland team failed to qualify from the group? Um, I think it was probably just not having that depth in class that a lot of others do. I mean, you look at the players that we're pulling off the bench compared to some of the other teams that we are facing, and they do just have that extra layer of skill and talent that I don't think this Irish team has just yet. And that's kind of the thing that keeps being our downfall in that we can produce a very good opening half or an opening hour. And then we just slowly get unpicked by teams with a little bit better quality. I think if we had a few more players in the same way that Denise and Katie operate, although I actually would say that Denise hasn't had a massively great tournament, but the way that Katie can operate with the ball at her feet in the situation she can get herself out of, I think we would have fared a little bit better. I think maybe if we had a player like Eva Mannion, who is really good technically with the ball at her feet and can run the ball quick out from defence, we possibly would have gotten out of the group a little bit better and also would have meant that say the likes of Megan Conley didn't have to play in that back line um, but yeah I always said from the start that I thought Canada was going to be the game that would trip us up and a lot of people were sceptical of that but I think you look at the skill that they have and like being able to bring on the three players that they did in that second half you know we don't have that sort of depth when we're looking to our bench for a little bit of support What is Vera Powell likely to do on Monday then? Stick with the similar team that played in the first two games or give squad players a run out? I imagine stick to the same team because like, I know there's been a bit of talk at home about this idea that we should give players an opportunity to play at a World Cup. But also I think getting a win in that game is really, really crucial for how this tournament is viewed overall, not just by the players, but like by the history books too. You know, it's one thing going to your first World Cup and 
losing all three games it's another thing being able to see say that you won at least once so I think stick with the tried and tested um still waiting for some updates in terms of injuries for the likes of say Heather Payne and yeah maybe if it gets to the stage where there's absolutely no chance of us winning or maybe things are kind of tight and we do need to bring on those players and yeah absolutely bring them on give them a chance but I also don't think with the way Vera has operated that that's how she's going to view this match I think she's going to view it as a game that she wants to go out and win and we also have to be mindful of the integrity of the competition Australia, Nigeria, Canada they can all still qualify and we have to be mindful of that should Katie McCabe have been in a more central or advanced role in the competition Kathleen because she's our top player in the left wing with Arsenal and she's playing for a leading European team it's clear to me she's our best player and that's mindful of Denise O'Sullivan's quality. Why is Katie McKay being played as a wing-back in the Republic of Ireland team? Yeah, I saw you got a little bit of blowback for suggesting this on Twitter. Um, I, we like Anyone who's followed this team for a long time has always said that they would love to see Katie in a higher, more central role. The only issue within this current squad is that she is so good that she can kind of do two or three roles at once. And... When we take her out of that role in the defence, we do kind of leave ourselves a little bit open. Um, you know, she it's a position she has always played and she has said that, like, you know, she wouldn't mind getting a little bit higher up the pitch herself. But I also don't think we can afford to lose her quality on the ball. And I think even if you did put her that high up, she would probably find herself drifting back anyways. I mean, we saw it. For that penalty in the Australia game, the reason why Marissa Shiva was that in that position to give away the penalty in the first place was because she was back covering for Katie, who had moved up. So if we did that, we would need to work, and it would be a much longer-term project at this stage, at working out, well, how do you fill the gaps there properly to make sure that we're not just pl- plugging holes by putting Katie a little bit further up the pitch? Maybe that's a thing we need to do then in the future try and get better players in supporting positions in the team to give her a more prominent role in advanced positions but anyway that's conversation for another day I get the sense yeah. Kathleen that Vera Pell may not be staying on now as Republic of Ireland manager is there a merit to my good feeling? Yeah there's a lot of merit to that feeling I think even before we came into this tournament I said all along that I thought she would have to do something particularly special for um, her to stay on it just felt like in the last couple of weeks in the run-up to the tournament with everything that was going on, it was such a major distraction for the team and the team were having to come out and like, you know, answer questions that they didn't really need in the lead-up to the World Cup. And I think that a bit of fresh air and a fresh voice in that team was kind of valid, would be validated a lot more at this stage rather than Vera Powell going into another competition. Like, don't get me wrong, I think she got the best out of this particular set of players, but... I think there's an opportunity now to buckle down and I suppose bring up, try and bring ourselves up another step. You know, if we qualify for the next Euros, can we do a little better in that tournament than we did in this tournament? Um, hoping that we don't get to have to face as tough as opposition at the very early stages as well. So, yeah, uh, I think the feeling on the ground here in Australia anyways is definitely that her time is slowly running out and I think maybe it's a good time to bring it all to an end. So, it ends on not a sour note, which I feel like it might go if she does stay on for another campaign. And it's up to the FAI whether her contract will be renewed uh, or given a new one, I suppose. So Pa wants to stay on. She's made that clear. Are 
to add to that mm. point, any potential doubts around our contract renewal based on our style of play or the fact, fairly or unfairly, the controversy has followed her in the game, the claims and the counterclaims around her time at Houston Dash spring into mind? Um, I think if you look at like the way the players are interacting with her at the moment, you know, whenever they're talking about this team, they don't mention the management all that much or there isn't the same like emphatic answers about like, you know, the pride of the team compared to the pride of the management. So I think like, I think, as you say, rightly or wrongly, the allegations have followed her and the team have had to answer for some of those and they've had to deal with those. And I think there is a, even in Vera Power herself, like I have felt over the last couple of weeks, you can see the stress and the strain growing on her a little bit. So I do think that even for herself, there's an opportunity there to just say, look, I'm taking a step back. I've had a really good time with this team, but now is the right time to move on. Um, I mean, originally the Ferg contract situation was supposed to be sorted before this tournament anyways, and then things kind of stalled and haven't really seemed to have got back up and running. So even that alone says a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think that the team needs something a little bit fresher and you can get the sense from the players just from speaking to them that that's probably what they want to. To be devil's advocate on this one then, I read Karen Duggan in the Irish Times today and the tone of her piece was critical of Vera Pau. And I'm thinking to myself, hold mm. on a second or hold on a second. How many managers have qualified the Republic of Ireland women's team for a major tournament? None before Vera Pau, not even the Euros. And how many have sent out a team to perform well against two teams ranked in the top 10 in the world? Surely the players need to take a bit of responsibility themselves. I think so. Um, I think there is a feeling in some parts that like the players have been pulling a lot of the weight in terms of like making sure the team is prepared going into this tournament and that a lot of this would have happened. Sorry, I don't know if you can hear it. There's fireworks going off just beside me with the colours of the games that are happening tonight. Um, but I think that the players feel like they've taken a lot of responsibility for different things and now it's kind of time for Vera to take responsibility. I, you look at the substitutions that were made in that game against Canada, like tactically I don't really know what the plan was there unless it was just purely tired legs. But I don't think you could say that for all four of them that were made. So, you know, the, yeah, the team have to answer for the mistakes on the pitch. They have to answer for being pulled out of the position. But for bits like that, Vera has to answer for them. Yeah, I just feel that's just my own personal opinion. Uh, she is direct Vera Pau. That might sometimes rub up people the wrong way. But she has brought her Republic of Ireland team to World Cup finals. And maybe that has been underplayed a little bit anyway. Uh, that's probably a conversation once again for our, our another day. From what you've seen in the World Cup then, Kathleen, who will be the Irish players for the future to lead us to further campaigns? Um, I actually think a few of them are possibly not getting the opportunity to see here right. as much. You know, I think the likes of Jesse, Jesse Stapleton, Obviously, Zoo was injured. Stapleton probably just came a little bit too soon for her. I think Abby Larkin, uh, from what I have seen. I know she struggled a little bit against Canada, but the way she came on against Australia was really, really impressive. Um, we've seen all the fans absolutely love her out here. And she's like very quietly confident sort of player. So I think if she can be developed right and have the right leadership, she could be a really, really exciting player for the future. Um, I don't think we saw the best out of Izzy Atkinson out here, but her story alone, the fact that she wasn't even in the preliminary squad and then managed to impress so much to get on the plane, uh, I think she can only develop over in the WSL. She was already said how much 
being at West Ham has like brought her on leaps and bounds. So she's another player that I, I think would be important. And in the way you talked about, like, say, Katie McCabe and why did we develop a team around her before years ago, I think we do have a strong cohort of younger players that are going to be really key. Because a lot of this squad at the moment, not to say they're old, but they're old in footballing terms. Um, so I think it's going to be really important that whoever comes in makes sure they are developing those younger players like Stapleton, Larkin, Zoo, Atkinson, and making sure that we have the supports in place to kind of grow from this tournament and go on to Euros and hopefully more World Cups as well. The way you speak about the players, it seems they're very united. Do they all speak with one voice? I think largely so, yeah. Um, I mean, there's always going to be things that players disagree on or players that think like something's slightly different. Uh, if you look at, like, say, after the game against Canada, a lot of the players are saying, we're really proud, we're obviously horrend- or, like, awfully disappointed, but this is just football. And you had someone like Rusha Little John coming out and saying, well, we just didn't play well and that's the basics of it. And we need, we don't have the talent to go forward if we're going to play like that and so on. So I think largely the team do speak together um, and that they, a lot of the time they are aligned on the same feelings, but you're always going to have people that don't feel like differently. And Katie even said it before when she was at the press conference talking about Vera. You know, even as captain, she has said, I can't 100% speak for absolutely every person on every single issue because that would be impossible. The bookmakers seem to be weighing this World Cup up, Kathleen, as between four teams, the United States, the holders, Spain, England and Germany. Are they right? Um, Yeah, I mean, I would have said Germany are quite good. You look at the performance that Sweden put in today against Italy, they scored six goals against them. Um. I think England, if Kira Walsh is up for the tournament, they're definitely not going to be contenders. Uh, they just have too many injuries. And she is such a key player. Although the reports tonight are that they don't actually think it's an ACL. It might not be as serious. Um, but yeah, from what I've seen, they're probably close enough. But you also can't rule out the likes of Brazil to go on a run or some of the other teams. I mean, we saw what Nigeria did the other day. They, they looked great. They scored some of the best goals that I've seen in this tournament so far. How much coverage has the tournament received within Australia? Uh, it kind of depends. Like all the games, apart from the Matildas ones, are behind the paywall, so it can be kind of difficult sometimes to watch them. Now I know a lot of homes have Optus Sport, which is the paywall, because that's where you get to watch like Premier League and all those sort of things. Whereas if you go into like pubs and bars, a lot of the time you're watching AFL or rugby or rugby league rather than the World Cup. Um, and, and then in terms of the papers, it really depends. Like if there's a big rugby league story or big AFL story that is does tend to kind of push it to the side but in terms of like how much the people on the ground have got invested in it it has been really good and you know particularly here in Brisbane like by the fan zone they've just had a firework display to commemorate the game that's just kicking off there's loads of people in the fan zone there's been loads of like Australians walking around wearing different jerseys so it's gonna be hard to know probably until the end of it what sort of impact it actually makes but um yeah, it's been, and even when you look at the size of the press parks that are out here, like I talked to people who covered the 2019 World Cup and they were saying, you know, from an international standpoint, despite the fact that it is so far away for so many countries, there's 100% more people out here covering it than ever before. Do you think the Irish players will have enjoyed the experience or do you feel that the results will be a cloud that they'll need to come out of before they reflect on it in a positive way? Um. I think they'll probably need some time to come out of it and reflect on it. I mean, it's 
they were incredibly devastated and disappointed the other day after the game. So I do think it'll take a little while. I think if they get a result against Nigeria, that will change things a little bit and kind of make it a little bit easier for them to reflect on this fondly. But um, I mean, it's been a massively intense two months, like in the lead up and then also this tournament. And like, I, I didn't even play in this World Cup. I was just here as like a reporter and going to see different things. And I feel like I'm not going to, properly be able to let it all soak in and kind of understand my own feelings and disappointments about Ireland for a little while so I imagine it'll take the team some time as well What will be the legacy do you believe Kathleen for Irish women's football from this? I hope the legacy is that it shows that when you invest in something you can achieve great things and that we need to keep investing if we want to keep reaching these tournaments you know it wasn't a fluke that we got here and we can say we had a great crop of players and we had a great manager but also you know, we had the home base training sessions brought in. The league at home has increased in uh, the sponsorship and it has increased in the general skill as well. I think it just shows that when you put money into something, good things do come and we need to keep continuing to do that, not just in football across the board. I think like there should be a trickle down effect across all women's sport. And I also think the legacy will be, you know, women kids adults you know like linda gorman's on am every week talking about doing walking football i hope the effect is kids watching katie mccabe's growing a limpico and going out to their garden and trying to copy that you know the effects of this can be absolutely massive and the legacy can be massive but we can't just depend on being here alone to be enough to create that legacy we need to make sure that we are putting the structures in place to continue it and to make sure that you know, this isn't the only generation that gets to experience the World Cup. I mean, we've seen it on the men's side as well. What happens when you don't put proper investment into football structures? You end up not going to major tournaments. You end up not having the squad that you want to qualify. So we just need to make sure that doesn't happen in this situation. And we do have expectation levels now raised about qualifying for future tournaments. The next tournament is in Switzerland, Kathleen? Yeah, due to be in Switzerland, uh, which would be an interesting one. Kind of a strange place to choose. There aren't a whole lot of big venues there um i think a lot of people would have liked to have seen it be there was a nordic bid which would have been quite cool um but yeah next one's gonna be in switzerland so nations league starts off at the end of this year so we're pretty much going straight from finishing one tournament into trying to qualify for another and we'll have irish players on the move in that time as well that we'd expect yeah definitely um i mean we've already seen Barry on amber barrett joining up with um standard Lee. Uh, Jeff Stapleton was just announced as a West Ham player the other day so lots of Irish interest going over to England and further abroad in Europe Well Kathleen enjoy Nigeria on Monday and hopefully we get a result Hopefully thanks John Kathleen McNamee thank you so much for the great stuff from Australia and uh, speaking to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk we're going to preview the Galway races with Johnny Ward after this break